Hello and welcome to the Allplane Podcast, here with the people that are redefining the future of commercial aviation. As usual, before I introduce today's guest, let me remind you that you can find all the previous episodes of this podcast, as well as many other aviation stories, on the Allplane website. That's allplane.tv. A-L-L-P-L-A-N-E dot TV. And now let's move on to today's episode. As you possibly know, here on this podcast, we like to speak with entrepreneurs that are trying new things, new concepts in air mobility. And one of them is Tomislav Lang. Tomislav is an experienced aviation professional. He used to run a Swiss regional airline called Skywork, based out of the country's capital, Bern, and is now the founder of Flyvi, short for Fly Virtual, a new airline based in Germany that aims to connect smaller airports all over Western Europe. Instead of competing with large airlines such as Lufthansa or Ryanair, Flyvi will be operating a fleet of small nine-seater aircraft between these many niche markets, of which there are many in Germany, for example. And to make it work, they will rely on software and algorithms to constantly optimize their network design and the capacity deployed to each route. Also, they want to introduce hybrid electric e-stall aircraft as soon as they become available, of course. This type of air mobility is one of the potential use cases for the new generation of electric and hybrid electric aircraft that are currently being developed all over the world by many different startups. In the case of Flyvi, they have selected a company called Electra. I was particularly interested in learning how this may work in practice. So without further ado, let me welcome Tomislav to the podcast. Hello, Tomislav. How are you? Thank you, Mikael. I'm fine. How about you? Very well. Before we start, I just wanted to ask you, uh, where are you joining us from today? Ah, I'm joining you from uh, beautiful Germany, Munich. Ah, Munich. Great city. Ah, and a big center for the whole new air mobility industry. Quite a few companies yes. there. Yeah. Yeah, we're, based, we're based in the outskirts of, of Munich, in Unterhaching. And uh, actually, you're right. Uh, just, uh, just in the near vicinity of our place, we have Airbus. Uh, we have a few other business jet companies. Uh, so, uh, and in München itself, uh, there's quite some interesting projects going on due due to the history of of aircraft manufacturing also here in the in the Munich area. Mm -hmm. So, basically, uh, you're going to tell us today uh, about a very interesting, very innovative project that you are leading. You are the founder and board executive of uh, Flyvi, which uh, is uh, short for Fly Virtual. Can we say it this way? Fly virtual, absolutely correct. Which is a new concept and of airline, and I'm gonna have lots of questions for you about this new concept because I I've been checking your website and I found it quite interesting. So you are not the typical scheduled airline, neither a, a typical charter airline. What can you tell us about Flyvi? Thank you for this uh, great question, Mikael. Um, I, I want to start uh, with with a phrase that with 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 a vision that my father. 30 years ago uh, has envisioned and uh, he was an airline manager for uh, various airlines as well and the time he had an interview he was asked what is so special about what are you doing and what he said basically gave the initial thought on everything that I'm doing since my career in 22 years the best way to travel home is by air and he was totally right and and that was 30 years ago and and I know aviation for so many years and I had the big luck to work in a great team from 2008 to 2013. I worked the side of an aviation pioneer, Mr. Alex Gribi. He was a owner of Skywork, and he taught me a lot about aviation, how aviation, how simple aviation can be. And the most important thing also here was focus on the customer. Flying can be done by everyone. Basically, it's a technique that you can learn, but what you cannot learn so good is how to transport people in the right manner. And yeah, then we evolved into Skywork Airlines. I was the founder and CEO and owner of Skywork Airlines. I sold this company in 2013. We had great investors on our side. And uh, we really uh, had a great team of 180 people who worked every day for this company. And we reached great numbers at the airport of Bern. May, may I interrupt you here one second? Skywork was a Swiss uh, airline, right? Yes, it was a Swiss. It was a Swiss regional airline that was uh, that started in business aviation, evolved into chart operation, mm -hmm. 
then we were approached by two investors from Switzerland who said, we want to have the capital city of Switzerland connected to the world. And we actually connected Bern to more than 35 destinations. Mm -hmm. uh, we've been very successful due to the fact that, uh, yeah, aviation is not easy. Unfortunately, the company ceased operations 2018. Uh, but nevertheless, I think what we gave over to the new investors was a great airline, which was the proof that this company was still flying and, and they did a good job. So everybody who, who came after us did a great job in doing things better that we started. And throughout all this time, the last 10 years, I was thinking about what could have we done better. And then I met this young guy, Anton Lutz, who is the CEO of Flybe. And... Uh, tremendously uh, great, great personality uh, with a high intensive knowledge about aviation and financial figures. I called up a good friend of mine, Robert Brahman, who is our CFO and also owner of Flyvee, so we're not alone. And I told him, look, I have this great idea, listen to it. And I called up my good friend and coach and mentor, Mr. René Moser, who's as well uh, uh, owner of Flyvee. And I told him, join us, listen to us. And what we told them is, we want to form and shape aviation differently with the new technologies now in place, with the new involvements coming with aircraft uh, manufacturers like Electra, with all the knowledge that we have in our team, let's build something new. And we have built Flyvee. So what is Flyvee about? Our vision is that we will transport people in a different mindset. So it comes customer first. We will be customer central. And through our also advanced technology, our own software that we're building, basically we're envisioning that flights will be, our network will be designed by the customer every day, every new, and with, without a fixed schedule. So we are serving the needs of our customers to uh, travel faster and quicker with a big vision that we can save everybody's time uh, tremendously, at least the, 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 the lowest goal is to save every business or traveler one hour a day just because we can get them closer and faster to any place he wants to travel better than any other next best alternative. And we want to get to be efficient. We want to be sustainable. And we looked into, into the market and we said, yes, we can do that. And this is why we are the airline for the customer. We will make your travel easier, more sustainable, more efficient and um, be a supplement to the existing aircraft infrastructure and airline infrastructure. That is very important for us. We don't see ourselves to be the ones fighting the big ones. We see to be the supplements to connect regional decentral markets to core markets in order to make travel easier and to get more cars off the road and to get more people directly into the air by saving also and flying environmentally friendly. That's in a nutshell what we're going to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, lots, lots to unpack here. I was just taking notes now because I'm just gonna ask you a few, a few things about some of the, of the things you mentioned. Basically, you, you, you have this sort of flexible model where the, the capacity available is adapting to demand. And, and my question here is, how this differs from a, from a regular, let's say, a, a charter or on-demand, let's say, more in the domain of executive aviation? And the other one is how you are matching, uh, according to what parameters or what tools are you matching this capacity to the demand? Let's say if you are adjusting your routes, you're adjusting your, your flights on a continuous basis, how can people plan how, how it works in practice? Basically. Very, very good question, Mikael. And um, that will be the biggest uh, challenge for us, actually. The biggest challenge to grow in the markets. So we're focusing, we will begin and start in the center of Europe, most likely in Germany. But we're open to talk to any uh, country and to any place. Why is that? We cannot spread this message all around the world. This would be uh, not realistic. And we are professionals. We, we will not promise something that we cannot hold. So focusing on one market, on a core market, will be uh, basically starting with some general routes that we know that exist out there that airports need. We always have to bring into the fact we don't need to fill airbuses. We're not looking at filling 180 seats. We're looking at distances 300 to 700 kilometers. Uh, 
One, one question here. There's one point here that we're going to discuss later, which is that you have an agreement with uh, one of the new generation of electric aircraft called Electra, um, new technology, different cost structure. We, we're going to discuss that later. But before we go into this, I have a question is, are you going to operate your own fleet? Whose fleet, whose aircraft are going to, are going to be there? Because the first idea I had is like, this is a bit of a, an optimization problem you are, you are solving, right? So you are, Absolutely. you are, you are a, I don't remember what's the mathematical word for that, but uh, basically you are solving by a number of constraints and, and, and solving a, a, a demand a capacity allocation equation. But are you planning to use other people's fleets and allocate that, that capacity from third parties or are you going to be operating your own fleet as well? Very good question as well, Mikael. So um, it would be great if we could use airplanes from others, but the airplanes that are out there are old, they're outdated. And in order to understand how to match demand with capacity, in order to have our algorithms, our product and fulfillment algorithms that uh, our team has already built and that are just being built in our own software, those technology approaches that we take. So it's also a lot about digitalization. We look into also having more efficiency through having a digitized approach on everything that we do from first day on. And therefore we said, after many thoughts, we have to do it by ourselves because there's nothing out there. So on the aircraft side, how are we going to look into that? I mean, let's be realistic. Before we have a full electric flight and before we get fully sustainable, this will take some years. If you listen to the industry, some says five years, others 10. Others are very skeptical. We're very positive and optimistic because we have already analyzed a very great aircraft manufacturer who we are talking to already, which is the Technam aircraft. We're looking at the P2012, a nine-seater mm -hmm. piston engine that can uh, basically open up the market into very small niche airports. Nine-seater used by a big airline, a great airline in the US by Cape Air. Uh, they're very successful with, with this airplane already. And Tecnam is already as well looking into sustainable aviation. This will be the start of our operation. So we're looking to start with six airplanes in a core region. And obviously, we will have a mix of fixed routes to uh, demand-driven flights because we want to prove that we know how to manage an airline. That's number one. We have to uh, get uh, in contact with our future customers and show them, look, we have a great, easy, to use product, we can fly, we land safely, we fly safely, um, join us. And through customizing and through offering our customers from the first day on to tell us from where they want to fly, we will gather data. There is through uh, modern technology, through big data, through mobility uh, analysis, we are uh, looking into how traffic behavior is uh, uh, looking in a specific market. And what we have not talked about, we have a third great partner on board. Uh, we're working together with Bloxmove, uh, who is a B2B software platform based on cryptic, crypto and blockchain technology, who want to gather all mobility sources onto one platform and distribute all participants in the mobility market into the ecosystem. And that is important for us. Again, we're a supplement. So we are not looking into just us. We're looking into the whole mobility world. Nowadays, I mean, who would have thought that we would buy everything through Amazon? Who would have thought that we would order an Uber just like a taxi? But we see ourselves as a third dimension in this mobility part. The first ones, there is no out there who's looking at that. So we will grow with our own fleet. And our projections show that by 2040, our fleet could reach up to 180 airplanes only for Europe. Uh, by transporting uh, thousands of passengers a day, performing hundreds of flights a day, hundreds of flight hours, and by proving that the system is working and through growing, the algorithm will start learning and through uh, artificial intelligence, our routes will be um, created more efficiently. And we have three, three clear product types here. So you will have a direct booking possibility, so tell us, I want to get there fastest and quickest. You will book your flight and we will guarantee the flight. And three days before departure, our algorithm at the beginning will run the system and tell you, Mikael, we're picking you up in your time frame that you gave us between seven and eight o'clock in the morning. And you will arrive directly at the airport of Münster Osnabrück 
at eight o'clock because actually we're quite competitive also on the flight. Then you have a second product uh, that is uh, a little bit more flexible for us, uh, where you say, well, I'm a little bit more flexible on my time frame. Um, I can depart a little bit later and arrive a little bit later. And I'm also uh, flexible on the routing. So our algorithm will have another less constraint by maybe bringing you from, let's take an exact example, from the airport of Friedrichshafen to the airport of Bremerhaven. But you gave us this flexibility so we could land somewhere in between of uh, Germany in Braunschweig, get a few more people on board, and fly you finally to Bremerhaven. So that will be a little bit cheaper product. And the third product could look like a saver product where you say, look, I just have to arrive on the 7th August, August at the airport of Modena at nine o'clock in the evening. Whenever you pick me up, I'm happy. Just tell me right ahead and I will be there. So by the booking, you get the guarantee. We are guaranteeing the transport. And this is what was so important for us, why we have to be the airline, because we have to show the customer that we're taking responsibility. So we're not working with other people's airliners where we cannot control the system because we need to control the system in order to learn from the system. And there will be also a lot of learnings to do on that. The more passengers book us, and that's maybe already a request to our future passengers, tell us where you want to fly, at what day, because we will arrange the network to grow. And obviously what we have seen in our business plan, the bigger the system scales, the more airplanes we have in the system, the more flexible the system gets. And this could lead also at a certain stage to direct bookings. So you would be sitting, imagine, and, and that's what all about advanced air mobility is at the end. You're sitting somewhere on a highway in a traffic jam and you have to get to your family by nine o'clock and you will never make it on the highway. You take the FlyV app, you ask us through also our new technology provider with Bloxmove, what could be another possibility to get to my final destination quicker and I'm quite positive if we do things right, we will have a better option than having you standing in the, in the traffic jam. Lots of different nuggets here from different trends in transportation that we've seen the last few, few years. I mean, on one side, you are trying to aggregate all, all these very long tail of, let's say, niche markets, like people moving between all these different markets that are not huge, these second and third tier cities in, in places like Germany. It's a country that has many economic centers distributed across the whole country. Absolutely. And also, the other thing that comes to my mind is companies like, for example, Groupon that became popular a few years ago, where as soon as you got that to a certain critical mass of people purchasing something, that thing, that offering became viable. I don't know if that's also a parallel that you would say is valid here. I mean, it would be that if you collect enough interest for a certain route, that route immediately becomes viable on your network. Mikael, you got the point. That's, that's, that was the approach. Because look, when I was CEO and owner of Skywork Airlines, do you know what my biggest uh, worries were? You have all this data about catchment areas. You have all of this historic data. But first of all, the airplanes are not efficient. We're not efficient for those small routes. There were great airplanes, but you could hardly make profits with it. We, we managed to make profits, but at a very high cost for the customer. And thirdly, you don't know whether you are right. So you will lose money as of start, starting up routes. And we want to be efficient. We don't want to fly empty. I mean, look what happened in the past few years and past few months once Corona came in. Through old regulation, airlines had to fly empty just to keep their slots. This is exactly what we want to offer the customer. Tell us and we will transport you. You have a need and we can provide that need. And from some airports, yes, for sure, there will be routes that we will know they're feasible. We can fly them every day but they could not be flown until today because the technology was not efficient enough to only transport nine passengers at the serious costs. With a business aviation airplane, I mean, we look into costs of an hour flight with the smallest possible jet engine of roughly about three and a half thousand uh, euros per, uh, per flight for one flight hour. Uh, we're far below that with, with our airplanes. And the next good thing is with the current Technam P2012 and the future possible Electra, Hopefully, and we're crossing fingers and working strong together with Electra to make this happen because we believe strongly that Electra has the right approach with a fixed wing uh, hybrid electric airplane. 
we can open up the market to so many places. I mean, with the techno, we can land factored, factored, we can land at airports below 1,000 meters. With the Electra, we can fly into airports below 200 meters. And that is opening up all certain variations of markets that we also don't know today because they simply didn't exist in the past because they were not possible to fly into. When I look into our network rollout plan for Germany, we're looking at an approach going from one side of Germany, so from the north to the south, from the east to the west, and to have those routes interconnected by opening up markets and getting you closer and only looking into what we can do today, we can already fly into more than 100 airports or airport pairings that could not be done with other airports. And that can go exponentially when you put this possibility over the European map. It sounds great on, on paper, but the, the problem I see here is a bit like the coordination of the, of the different moving parts here. Because, for example, if I'm a, a traveler and I want to, to travel to a certain small city in Germany, how can I be sure that there's going to be enough demand to get there and that you're going to be able to provide that, that particular flight? And, and also, how are you making sure that you have the capacity available to, to serve all these different points? I mean, I, I don't know if there's a bit of a chicken and egg question here. Obviously, as soon as you get a critical mass of people using the system, uh, things become much easier and, and you have, it makes it makes sense uh, operationally and financially to, to serve those markets. But I guess it, the, the big difficulty is, is to get to, the, the, to that critical point, right? That you have, I don't know if you have run some simulation to, well, to actually, see what's feasible. No, great, great, great question. Actually, uh, I have to be very, very uh, specific on this point and very uh, truthful to you. There is always things that you don't know. What mm -hmm. we see is that we can run a profitable model and that we can scale the model. That was the first important question. Can we build up an airline that can scale and that can bring profits to our future investors? And this is why we're already seeking out for investors. We, we, we know and we have seen throughout the feedback we have gotten from aircraft manufacturers, from airports, from regions, from private people, that they see that this will be necessary. Because on the one hand, you have the aircraft manufacturers, but nobody's thinking about how are you going to close this gap commercially. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> Mikael, I'm not telling you that this will be profitable from day one. We will be profitable from year number five. Mm -hmm. and, and, and that's the truth. The reality is that uh, with our calculation, we're looking into a 40% utilization of the fleet in the first two years and a 30% load factor in the first two years as well. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about utilization of 40%, that's below, uh, far below what we need to do. And the load factor, we're actually talking in numbers, two flights a day with 2.5 passengers a day. Mm -hmm. That's very conservative. And you're right, we have to be conservative. And this is always the toughest part at the beginning of raising up such a company to have this gap closed. And we are... are, are trick will be to close this gap as soon as possible. But since nobody has done this before, there is a huge upside, but you also have to believe in this, in this, uh, this flyby concept. And we believe strongly in it and our partners believe strongly in it. This is why Electra has said, we have talked to so many people, but we believe that you have the right answer to our new technology. We have talked to Bloxmove who said, you have the right answer to extend the mobility service from cities, urban air mobility, urban car mobility, car sharing into an advanced air mobility. And I think the chicken egg problem, just to finalize that, is what comes first. Will we first fly from rooftop to rooftop or will we first use current existing infrastructure? And my team tells me clearly we want to focus on flying uh, uh, door to door with current existing infrastructure. But yes, we also believe that urban air mobility one day will be something that we will use. Yeah, indeed. Uh, one, the other parallel that comes to mind, obviously, is, is Uber and all the, all the, all the, um, the new industry of uh, uh, ride sharing. And actually, Uber has this, uh, I think it's called Uber Pool or something like that, where you also can get different people sharing uh, yes. a, ca a car. So that, 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 that comes to mind, definitely. In terms of the sort of fleet that you need to fulfill this, you mentioned 180 aircraft in 2040. I guess that 
it's mainly in Germany or you are planning to expand to other areas as well? No, no, this this what I mean, that's far future. Yeah, yeah, of course. We can look into three years, but if we look into the future and if we start to get out of the realistic zone and being a little mm -hmm. bit more visionary, we're looking into Europe. So we, we, we will need to expand, we want to expand. And why do we need to expand? Because there is already a strong movement in many countries like the Nordics and also uh, here in Central Europe, like France, uh, the Netherlands, who say um, that small regional routes can only be flown in the future if you're sustainable, if you're efficient and if you don't use fossil fuels. And there's a huge market opening up because nobody's looking into that in that specific sense how we do. And again, we want to be the supplement to still connect people to the world. So yes, we want to expand into, into, into Europe because like that we could be a great feeder and the feeder for uh, inter, intercontinental flights, long haul flights, and offering a, a huge additional market upside uh, for, for, for all of these markets that do, do, do not exist yet and, and get the people quicker to the upwards and automatically feed the aviation ecosystem more sustainable which uh, on, on a big page uh, looks like to be uh, very, very fruitful. And Electra is the aircraft that you have selected and for the longer term, obviously, because it's not yet available at the moment. Yes, yes. Uh, we, we... Yeah, what can you tell us about this Electra aircraft? I mean, it, it looks really cool on the renderings I've seen. In terms of cost, in terms of capabilities, why this aircraft of the, of the many that are now being developed? What can you tell us about it? Well, first of all, we are an airline. So, so also here, why are we different than maybe Uber or others? The aviation ecosystem is highly complex. And it's not just setting up an airplane somewhere into the region and starting to fly. I mean, we will have to look into the legislation. We have to assure quality, safety, uh, have the best people on board. And we already have great people who are former GE Aviation, Amazon Air Managers, uh, who work for many airlines like myself or our flight operations department who, who has huge vast knowledge in aircraft training in crew training etc etc and we have decided for electra because it's a fixed wing and we're looking into fixed wing concepts and we said what is feasible nowadays and what can what do we need in order to fly to all of these special airports because the question and the answer is not only, oh, we have a battery, let's fly two hours and land somewhere, because you also need to recharge this battery. So that was the first thing where we said, okay, they have a hybrid system, that makes sense. Like this, we are not necessarily coupled to having a, 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 an electrical connection cable to load the batteries. We can fly in and fly out without having the need to uh, recharge the batteries uh, during the ground time, because also here it's an aircraft and not a stand craft. So it needs to fly as much as possible. And then secondly, the team convinced us. We're talking to Diana Siegel, to Barbara Sedina from Electra. We, we visited the manufacturing site where they built the uh, electric propulsion engine, uh, which actually is being built in Switzerland at the upper of Bayernbach, uh, very special. And, and we've seen the engine already run. And all the critical questions that we have provided when it comes to fuel cell capacity, when it comes to uh, propulsion system, when it comes to readiness, all the answers were answered in a very clear and, and very uh, um, good approach so that we were convinced that's the partner we want to work with. So that's, that was our approach. Not being said that the other approaches are wrong, but I mean, we cannot work with 10 aircraft manufacturers. <laughs> we had to decide to go for one. And, and the added value for us was that Electra also said, we love our idea on how you want to use our airplanes. And basically, it was a, it was match on both sides. We were looking for a win-win situation. Both startup companies, both were very realistic that um, the, this is a marathon and that maybe one of us uh, will not survive the marathon. Currently, um, I believe we're strongly doing good and we, we had good training. We still have a great stamina. We can still walk a lot of miles together but we're helping each other, you know, by, by giving our inputs from the operational side, by understanding what they need, by understanding what we need. Um, we're building this together. And also here, again, the whole industry needs to supplement. It's not about you against me. It's more about how can we get this thing running because we, we believe so strongly in it. 
and, and, and we see that there is a need for that as well. So uh, let's bring this to the customer. That, that was the reason. And, and uh, the, the technology of, of Electra is very interesting because they're working with a technology which is called ESTOL. So it's not an electrical vertical takeoff and landing airplane. It's an airplane that just uh, through its technology part needs less, uh, less power on the wing in order to have shorter landing field capabilities than any other airplane. Uh, but on this uh, topic, uh, you really have to go into details with Electra because they can explain it much better than me. We know that this technology exists for many years. We also know that Electra has specified and, and, and uh, made this technology much better. And with the lighter engines they have, actually it's working efficiently. And as far as we know, they are planning to have their first demonstrator being available this year. And from the day they will successfully launch this, um, this demonstrator, we believe strongly that they can hold the plan to have the first commercial um, aircrafts manufactured in the time that we need in order to scale the system. So what, what dates are we talking about here? Well, Looking realistically into the future, 26, 27, that's something that we could see the first commercial e-stall Electra aircraft fly. Uh, that's in line with many, other, um, with many other manufacturers. And technology is evolving much quicker than in the past. So this is why we said, okay, we're going for that. But that's also why we said, we also have to start now because we have to be ready once this technology is ready. And this is why we have found this great manufacturer from Italy with the Tecnam P2012, because basically this airplane today gives us almost everything that the future Electra will give us. So also these two manufacturers will not be in a fight with, for us. They will be supplementing each others. And we also want to build our base and scaling the system later, hopefully on bigger type of airplanes. I mean, there's already sustainable aircraft planned by big manufacturers, by new manufacturers with more seats. And once our system runs, we're not necessarily only looking into a nine-seater market. We could also scale the system on the demand that we have created by then, by just growing also passenger numbers and by using the airplanes to start up new markets. So it's nine, a nine-seater at the moment? Nine-seater airplane, yes. Uh-huh. And a crew of one or two? Well, the Tecna P2012 is certified to uh, fly with one uh, pilot and uh, Electra is already looking as well into the autonomous uh, flying. Um, but let's be true, before we start flying autonomously, I also me, and I'm looking for myself, I like to have a pilot on board. So we're piloted airplanes with the capability of being more efficient by reducing crew cost by looking into into also an autonomous flight in the far future but currently with what we see is nine nine seats are the perfect fit to start up this market do you have an aoc or applying for an aoc well the flyv team is uh, currently applying for this uh, for, for, for this aoc they're looking into to this in in europe i mean for us it will be necessary to uh, work with the european administration that offers us all rights that we need to fly also between countries. Um, there is a few uh, of them out there. And uh, yes, we uh, will apply for our, our own AOC once the funding is ready. And another question that came to my mind is, in practical terms, let's say I'm flying with you at, at some point in, in the middle of Germany, a small airport. Uh, what sort of ground infrastructure do you need? And what's the process like? Uh, because right now, obviously, a big part of the of the flying experience, a not so good part of it, actually, it's all the process of going through the airport, security checks, uh, making sure you have all the paperwork with you, boarding pass, all of that. How would this work in, in, a, in a model that is more similar to, let's say, of an Uber or a taxi that you just yeah. show up? But still, I guess there are some regulations that, that need to, uh, you need to go through. So in practical terms, how would the process look like? Let's say I'm somewhere in Germany. I need to fly to another city that is like 200, 300 kilometers away. Guide me through the process. I mean, I guess you're going to go through an app where you're going to be able to submit some sort of bid or something. Guide me through the process. How, how would it look like? Great. I will do that. So as I said, you, you have already booked your flight in advance, like any other flight. Three days before departure, we inform you, uh, dear Mikel, your flight is departing. Let's take a clear example. Augsburg Airport at nine o'clock in the morning. 
through our third partner, Bloxmove, you can also see whether they can offer you a solution on the ground to get to the Apple well, of Augsburg. One, one question here. So let's say in this case that you are, you are mentioning, I have already booked more like in the traditional way. So I want to go from A to B. Could it be the case that let's say one week or two weeks before that, that trip I need to do? It's not yet sure whether there is, is going to be some capacity available. Uh, I don't know no, if no, that... No, no, it will be sure, Michael. No, ah, no, I, okay. no, no. It will, once you book, we will fly. So no matter what, once we have... I mean, that's clear. We are no, an airline. That, that, that's a, because that's a point. I, it, it was not entirely, entirely clear to me. It's, uh, no, no, we will I, not tell you three days before we are not flying. No, no. Once no, 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 we, but, yeah, yeah, but I, I mean, even before that, let's say uh, because of this flexibility aspect that we were mentioning... Let's say, uh, is there going to be a case where, for example, I say I need to fly, I don't know, from somewhere near Munich to somewhere near uh, Nuremberg or, or Regensburg? Yes. I'm just trying to think here, like the situation, the scenario where how much flexibility is there in that regard? I would like to fly from point A to point V, but I'm not yet sure if whether it's going to be capacity. But then you get this, this input and then you say, well, you, you know, we've got like four people that have expressed the need to go from point A to point B. So we make a plane available for these four people between that time frame. I don't know if that's a, a scenario that would work or... By that point, you, you might already have worked out, well, between this point A and point B, we know the demand is X, so we know there's going to be more or less this demand, and we allocate a, an aircraft at, at that point, and, and then people can book. I don't know up to what point this flexibility plays in here and, uh, when scheduling. For yeah. the customer, it's very important to understand. Your question is something that we have to solve, but that's something that not our customers will need to solve. Once you say you, have to, you want to fly from A to B and you have booked the flight, you will fly from A to B as expressed one day or one year in advance. The earlier, the better for us, but that's not of your problem. People are going to be able to, to book straight away from a close number of uh, destinations, I guess? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And, and for sure, we will not offer at the beginning, and this is why we have to grow slowly, we will not offer any possible combination. We, will, uh, we, we have a clear uh, view on second tier to second tier upwards at the beginning from specific regions in Germany. And once we have started flying, we will gather information from our customer to understand mm -hmm. what else would they like and opening up more possibilities on those routes that we're flying okay. so that we can have these routes also included in our system. Okay. But that's something we're solving for the customer, not the customer will take care of that for us. We okay. are taking care of that from the beginning. Okay, yeah, thank you for clarifying this point because uh, it, it was not clear to me up to one point that was a, a, a continuous optimization or discrete optimization, a, a more like, let's say, like a, an executive jet broker in, in, in quote. Yeah, 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 no, no, great. Yeah, like Maybe I say, I need to fly, that. That I need to fly from, uh, I don't know, from Munich to Nice on, on next Monday. What, what aircraft do you have available for me? That, you know, this type no, of... No, no, you don't have uh, to take care about that. Okay. It, it will when it's available, mm -hmm. we will fly you. If you cannot yeah. book it, you cannot have it. Okay. These routes, these city pairs, are the ones that are going to be adjusted on a continuous, more, well, continuous, on a more or less continuous basis. Doesn't mean every five minutes, but every every certain number of days or weeks, or, or I don't know which, which frequency, you're going to be adjusting Correct. this capacity on, on, on those routes. Correct. And I guess adapting the city pairs as well. Okay, that, that's clear. It's, then. A, it's a constant, it's a constant yeah. optimization. It's a constant yeah. optimization of the system. This is why it has to be digitized. And also, to give you a, a picture on that, looking at Germany on a map as a garden, we are seeding small plants. And the plants, the better we optimize them, the better they will grow from the inside out. It's all growing from the inside out and growing slowly, being realistic. I mean, I'm not going to promise that we are flying 500 airport pairs. I'm just saying that would be a possibility for the future at the beginning. This is why I said we're using the main infrastructure that is there. And that also closing up your question, how will the product look like? Well, it's all about flying. It will be a very easy product. So standard boarding card, you will attend to uh, the airport. We're looking at not having complex check-in and security controls. I mean, we're under 19 seats, so there is other regulations coming to 19 seats below than uh, in a complex operation above 19 seats. 
Um, our pilot will also be a flight manager, and we will ask you to provide us with uh, as much advanced uh, information of, of your traveling needs from the beginning on. So carry on baggage, no problem. If you want to transport bigger luggage, we're already looking also into a fourth uh, possibility here to tell you why, are, why do you want to carry your big luggage with you? Work together with our partner, for example, DHL or, or Amazon, and uh, request them to pick up your luggage one day before, and the luggage will wait for you already at the final chain um, when you arrive at your place. That's one possibility. Secondly, since we are basically looking into flying people back and forth and connecting them in a region, we don't foresee that the loads on luggage will be too complex. And the aircrafts are built so that the pilots can, like in a business aviation, handle this aircraft all by themselves. And it's also all about efficiency. So we don't want this big infrastructure. We want you to park your car to be available 10 minutes before departure, enter the airplane and depart. It's all about not going through the complex notes, through parking, expensive tickets, uh, long security queues. It's all about being quicker on this, on this route that we're offering to you. What about the pricing? Do you have uh, some orientative price points? Uh, also, um, and regarding pricing, I follow with interest a few years ago, there were a few companies in Europe trying this sort of, let's say, flat fee, fly as much as you want uh, mm -hmm. uh, models were, were designed for people actually flying this sort of more like commuter planes, flying frequently between these uh, secondary airports. It's a concept that in the US has worked more or less, but in Europe hasn't really taken off or really consolidated. So that's why I was curious about your, your, your model. Traditional pricing model and the price variation will be distributed by the flexibility that the customer gives us. So mm -hmm. anything from uh, a standard business class ticket that mm -hmm. can go up to 1000 euros, also depending on the date and the time you book. So the later mm -hmm. you book, the more expensive it gets. Yeah. Uh, up to very cheap tickets, that, but not cheap tickets out of the reason that we want to fly cheap, out of the reason that you gave you more flexibility. So mm -hmm. for example, you tell me, as I, as I said at the beginning, I need to arrive by evening in Hamburg. Mm -hmm. And I have no need to arrive there in any specific pattern. I just need to arrive. So you give me maximum flexibility. So I have the possibility to work in a multi-stop approach with you. So I could say, okay, Mikel and Tommy said they want to go to Hamburg with basically full flexibility. Great. Then we can fly Mikel and Tommy from uh, Augsburg via Mannheim into Hamburg. But they gave us flexibility, so therefore they get a little bit cheaper price because they offered us this flexibility. On the other hand, giving you a price now, our aircrafts are efficient and they have showed that we can have competitive pricings when we compare it to current car, train and airline transport nodes that are not built on low-cost concepts. We're not a low-cost concept. That, that mm -hmm. must be very clear and very important. And how much efficiency we can get out of future technology, well, we will calculate that once we actually know what the efficiency looks like, and that will certainly have an impact on fares, on pricing. And additionally, we're now counting what is available today. We have not calculated what will happen once regions, countries will say, and they will most likely do that, once you fly sustainable, you don't have to pay certain amounts that others have to pay. And then we have room for improvement as well on, on the pricing, for sure. Yeah, no, I guess you, you will be competing also with the land transportation in Germany, the trains and, and the autobahn yes. are, are a big uh, means of transportation. But again, we don't see ourselves as competition. We see ourselves as a supplement Mm -hmm. to get you closer and faster to your final destination than any other uh, transport node exists. We will, for example, not fly on routes, we have already calculated that, where we know that the train is better. Why should I compete with something that is better? Mm -hmm. So I'm rather using that capacity and I will use it for something where the train cannot beat me. And there's many, many, many city pairs, I can tell you, um, that are competable. And I mean, looking into highway construction, rail construction, uh, yeah, it would be great to have uh, fast trains like in Japan, but before this or 
if it ever will be built, we can basically, without spending any costs of uh, energy, use current infrastructure and connect exactly those things that we would need to build and spend a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, supply mm -hmm. uh, and a lot of energy before you could actually use it. And that's our approach. That's our approach on, 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 being, uh, on being sustainable. Not by claiming that we're sustainable because we're growing trees all around Europe for every single flight we're selling. No, we're using what is existent. So somebody has spent energy in that. So we're taking back this energy and using it for not competing. That's very important because then it's, it, it's not sustainable. If I compete on a, on a ride on a train that is two hours and I can fly it in one hour and I spend more energy, well, then I'm not doing it right. So on what time frame we, can we expect your rollout to happen? Do you have uh, specific milestones that you can anticipate now? Well, yes. Uh, anticipating, um, what I can tell you, we're still in a family, friends and fools phase. Now the next phase is to find exactly those people who are interested and who believe in what we're telling them and obviously running them through our numbers, being very clear on what we have calculated and being very rational and, and um, looking into what is a realistic scenario. And from my point of view, a realistic scenario is that the FlyV team is setting up organization by 2023, starting in 2022. So building the organization, growing as an organization, applying for all the mandatory work that needs to be done in beforehand, going into the next phase with the next investors who have interest to buy into the big picture and to um, yeah, build something that is very new and supplemental to the industry where they can make money with and find the right investors and then basically start marketing in 2023 and having the first flight in 2024. Mm -hmm. If it's earlier, they will decide, but uh, as I'm uh, more in the founder vision uh, approach, I can just give them all of my experience that I had with, with my company in the past. And I can just tell you the earlier you start marketing and uh, the longer lead time you have to build your future customers, the better. So mm -hmm. I'd always emphasize pushing the plan a little bit more to the back than starting too early and flying empty. Mm -hmm. Very good. Well, I think we cover a lot of ground, many, many interesting ideas and concepts to to unpack. Can I ask a question back, yeah. Mikael? Sure, of course. After we have talked now for, uh, let's see, how long did we talk? Well, Zero almost an hour, 50, more than 50 minutes. Okay, um, because I also want to have a learning for, for my team. And, sure. you, and I really ask you to be very uh, clear on that. After what you have heard today, as a customer, would you like to book it? And second question, on a scale from one to 10, those guys are totally crazy. One, 10, I love that and I see it. Where do we stand with Mikael? Yeah, I definitely love the concept. I think you're a little bit crazy. <laughs> good. Not, not as much as I, I thought when, uh, when I started reading about the concept because I, you know, the first impression I got is that you were aiming to do something uh, way more difficult, which is actually to create this sort of immediate on-demand service, more of a, a sort of a, like a taxi fleet constantly buzzing around in Germany and uh, taking people like, you know, from many hundreds of different points at all the time. Um, no, I think definitely uh, what you're doing, I think it, it's, it's got, I heard similar concepts as well in the US where there's, I think, 5,000 airports that are underused in communities that are not near a, a, a major airport, for example. So obviously I'm not an expert in, in uh, this sort of constraint optimization. I haven't run the numbers, of course. I definitely think that in Germany, yeah, there's lots of distributed economic activity and yeah, why not? It could be an interesting, interesting thing. Actually, I had a, I had a trip in, in Germany like three months ago in a city that it's like 100,000 people live there. It has a small airport. Maybe I don't pronounce it correctly. Schwabisch Hall, I think. It's a... Schwabisch Hall. Schwabisch yes. Hall, yeah. It has a small airport. Um, you can fly into that one. Yeah. It's about one hour and a half away from the nearest 
major airport. Yes. So, so um, I rented a car and I drove. But, you know, maybe if there was a service like that, I, I might have used it to, to get there. So that's a practical use case that comes to my mind now. But yeah, no, it definitely, I think the electric aircraft open up quite a few interesting opportunities. And there's, there's quite a few people now working on, on how, to, how to find um, the optimal... The right concept the, for it. The optimal concept for, for the new possibilities that open up the, the, the new electric aircraft. So yeah, why not? Great. So, well, thank, good. You, thank you so much for, for uh, the interview. I liked it a lot. I, I hope I could answer the questions uh, understandable and uh, yeah, happy to, to have a new contact in my life. Great. So I'm going to be posting some show notes. In the meantime, people that want to learn more about your company, about your project, where should they go to? Uh, which websites or social media channels would you direct them to? Well, we will direct them to our company webpage, flyvirtual.global. And if they have any questions, they can uh, write us through contact at flyvirtual.global or investors at flyvirtual.global. And uh, the company is also available on LinkedIn currently. Mm -hmm. So the more followers, the more happier we are. Yeah, and, and I would add also people that want to learn more about the Electra aircraft we were talking about. The website yes. is electra.aero. Yes, so... electra.aero. Mm -hmm. And our uh, third partner, which is uh, very important for me as well, because that's actually closing the gap on how people will get there, is yeah. blocksmove.com. So yeah. blocksmove.com uh, is also very, very important because it closes the road and the rail to the flight. Yeah, mm -hmm. obviously the, the digital software component, it's very important. And it's what makes companies like, like Uber, for example, so valuable. It's, it's the way they, they are able to, to manage all these different parameters and constraints that make the whole system work smoothly. So yes. yeah, well, I'm going to be posting links anyway to the show notes. And yeah, in the meantime, well, wishing you all the best with the project. And thank you. thank you so much for being here today on the podcast. Thank you very much. Before you go, and if you like this podcast, a quick reminder that it would be absolutely great if you could please give it a rating on Apple, Spotify, or whichever platform you are using, or recommend it to a friend or whomever might be interested. Thank you very much, and see you soon. Yeah.